The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Astros Baseball is brought to you by Ram Shirts. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Go to RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball live from the Dugout Mug Studios. If you haven't entered the contest to win yourself a Dugout Mug, be sure to send that email to astrosbaseballpodcast at gmail.com and somewhere in the email, put the word dad. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about the first two games of the Astros and Rangers series. It's a four-game series, so we're going to split it up. We'll do the other two games on Friday. But besides talking about those two games, we have to talk about that Yankees letter. So the Yankees letter finally came out, and this is the letter that the Yankees and Major League Baseball have been fighting in court to try to keep sealed. We want the letter opened but they were fighting to keep it sealed. Meanwhile, saying that there's nothing new on there. There's nothing new. You're not going to see anything new. But they also said that what you read will embarrass the organization, and we want to see it. So basically what the letter says is 2015 and 2016, the Yankees were stealing signs illegally. But there's no proof that they stole signs after September of 2017. The significance of that date is that is when the commissioner sent out a memo to all teams saying that stealing signs electronically is illegal. And if you're caught doing it, the general manager and the field manager will be punished. So everybody knows it's illegal now, so everybody should stop. And the letter says that the Yankees, there's no proof, there's no proof, or the commissioner finds no proof that the Yankees illegally stole signs after that date. Now, after releasing this, 
Yankee fans and fans of other teams, I guess, they accept, they're accepting the commissioner's findings. Flashback to the Astros letter. It says the Astros, we find no proof that the Astros illegally stole signs after early in the 2018 season. But no one would accept it. They said there's no way that if you're cheating and it's working for you, that you're going to stop. Why would you stop if it's working for you? There's no way that they stopped. They would not accept the commissioner's rulings. But now that it's another team, now that it's their team, easily accept it. If you go back to the Astros letter, or the investigation on the Astros, it said Carlos Beltran comes to the team in 2017. And where was he before that? We all know. He comes to the team in 2017 and says, you guys need to step up your game. And he's talking about stealing signs. And all along, everyone believes that he brought what he was doing with his former team to the Astros. So that's all I have to say about the letter is that basically the Astros, we don't believe the commissioner, but now that it's the Yankees, we believe it. He's the commissioner. He must be right. We accept it. We accept the findings. Anyway, let's move on to the games. Monday was Framber Valdez, who actually had a really, really good game, but the offense just wasn't there to support that. The bullpen also wasn't there to support it. Top of the second inning, Alvarez had a solo home run. It was Jordan's fourth homer of the season, and the Astros were winning 1-0. Texas answered right back in the bottom of the second, tying it up at one apiece. The Astros score with an RBI single by Kyle Tucker in the top of the sixth. Yuli Gurriel scores were up 2-1. to one. Framber Valdez is done. Six innings, four hits, one run. Bottom of the seventh, Simeon RBI single ties it up. Seager RBI single gives the Rangers the lead. And in the bottom of the eighth, bases loaded. Garcia with the three-run double. Six to two. Astros lose. Bullpen, three innings, five hits, six runs. Not good. But Framer Valdez did very, very good. The Astros had two runs on eight hits. They were two for seven with runners in scoring position, and they left nine on base. Texas scored six runs on 11 hits. And this amazes me, folks. This amazes me. Three for 16 with runners in scoring position. They had 16 runners in scoring position. That is amazing. That is an amazing stat. And they also left nine on base. So the Astros lose, and I tweet out, we suck, LOL. More on that later. Tuesday is Jake Odorizzi Day. Jake Odorizzi, who last episode, I gave up on him. I'm done with you, Jake Odorizzi. 
I no longer support you. Now, let me rephrase that. I support you and I love you because you're on the Astros. I just don't support you as far as you're not pitching well. You shouldn't be in the rotation. If you can't pitch more than one inning, you shouldn't be in the rotation. But if you remember going back, when I when I said hi to him or before the game and he said hi back, I told you I'm a, I'm a Jake Odorizzi fan. I love anyone that has an Astros uniform on. Don't get me wrong. I love the team and I support everybody. But I could love Martin Maldonado, and if he goes 0 for 90, I could say, all right, that's enough. I'm done with you starting. Let's put Jason Castro in. That doesn't mean I don't support him. That doesn't mean I'm not rooting for him. That doesn't mean I don't love the Astros. So let's throw that out there. So Jake Odorizzi did amazing. Let's go over the scoring. Top of the second, Pena had an RBA single, 1-0. to Somebody posted uh, Carlos Correa's stats. He's batting like 178. So, so far it's looking good. Bottom of the second, Garcia, who cleared the bases in game one, had a home run, one to one. Top of the fourth, the Astros scoring a force out to make it two to one. And then Kyle Tucker, two run homer, four to one Astros. Top of the sixth, Fielder's choice by Tucker brings in Bregman. The Astros are up 5-1, to one, and that's the final score. Jake Odorizzi, six innings, one hit, and that was that solo home run by Garcia. That's it, folks. One hit, only two walks and no runs. I know Verlander had an eight-inning outing where he didn't allow any runs, and I think he had three hits. I think Framber Valdez had an amazing outing on opening day. So I'm going to say this outing by Jake Odorizzi could possibly be the third best outing of the year by a starting pitcher. It could be number two. It could be number three. I'd have to go back and look at what Framber did on opening day. But it was amazing. Amazing outing by Jake Odorizzi. The bullpen pitched three innings, two hits, and two walks, and no runs. Total different out- outcome from yesterday to today. The starting pitching was equal. Framber, six innings, four hits, and one run. Jake, six innings, one hit. That's why I'm saying his, his, his outing was just as good, but three less hits. They're both good, but I guess it's more impressive what Odorizzi did because he's been pitching so bad. Starting pitching was there. Bullpen was not there. And the offense wasn't there. So that was happening when we lost. But this game, we score five runs. The bullpen pulls through. The starting pitching does their job. Overall, it was a great game. Alvarez went two for three with a walk. Tucker had a home run and three RBIs. The Astros very efficient. Five runs on six hits. Texas had one run on three hits. Dominating pitching performance by the Astros, starter and bullpen. So the Astros go to eight and nine. Tonight's game, Christian Javier getting his start. First start of the year. And then tomorrow, Thursday, is an early start. And we have Justin Verlander. So that's pretty awesome. 
So there was a story Brian McTaggart put out interviewing Jake Odorizzi after the game. Jake said, I've had enough. I was tired of not pitching well. I was fed up with not giving my team a chance to win. He was fed up of not giving himself or not giving his team a chance to win. And that's how we feel. That's how we feel as fans. That's why we're frustrated. And I'm going to get, I'm going to touch on this later. He said, today was screw it. We're going to pin our ears back and let's pitch. He called it a much needed outing. Jake Odorizzi retired 18 of 20 batters that he faced. He said, I was tired of pitching like crap. So we go back to where I said, the Astros suck, LOL. Someone on Twitter, I'm going to bookmark this, not talking about me, but I'm going to bookmark everybody that says the Astros suck. There's a difference in playing bad and saying, God, we suck. And saying, God, this team is horrible. This team sucks. What it means by we suck, it means we suck now. It doesn't mean you don't support your team. If you say Jake Odorizzi is pitching horribly now, it doesn't mean you don't support him. He said it himself. I'm fed up with not giving my team a chance to win. I was fed up with him not giving his team a chance to win. He said it was much needed. I say it's much needed. It's the same. He said, I'm tired of pitching like crap. We say, Jake Odorizzi, we're tired of you pitching like crap. So there you go. It's okay. It's okay. So this is what this is what I wanted to say. So someone comes out. I'm going to bookmark this, all of you guys saying we suck. So I kind of defend myself a little on Twitter. But let me tell you this. I, I looked this up. You know, some people say I'm a true fan, and I, I couldn't find it today when I was getting my notes, but I looked it up the other day. And there's a type of fan. It says a true fan never says anything negative about their team. They support them through the good times and the bad times. And then you have a fanatic, which I think I am. A fanatic lives... The, through the team. If they play bad, it affects your mood. If they play good, it affects your mood. There's people that are true fans that say, okay, we lost. It's fine. We'll win tomorrow. Oh, we're five and nine. It's fine. We were five and nine five years ago. We'll be all right. They say that like people don't know that. It doesn't guarantee it. Just because last year, if we were 6-9 and nine and we win the World Series, it doesn't mean we're going to do it this year. But I know, I say it on here, we have plenty of talent. We are a talented, talented team, and we should be better than we are. So you have the fan police trying to tell you how to fan, but there's two different kind of fans, folks. It's a true fan, which I've called in the past a cheerleader. 
you are cheering a team and you are okay with losing. It doesn't bother you if they lose because you love them, you support them, and we'll get them tomorrow. And that's fine. And there's fanatics like myself. I'm a big OU fan. I watch every game every Saturday during football season. And if they lose, it ruins half of my day. It takes me a long time to get over it. I get upset about it. I don't say, oh, well, it's fine. I love you, team. We'll get them next week. No, it affects me. And that's the kind of people that tweet out, we suck. I can't believe how bad we are. So don't misinterpret that as we think that our team is horrible. Because we're not. We have Altuve, Bregman, now we have Pena, Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, Justin Verlander, Framer Valdez. Michael Brantley, we are stacked. We are good. We'll be fine. I understand that. But that's not my response. My response is not going to be, hey, we got beat 15 to 1. Our starting pitcher couldn't get out of the first inning. But hey, you know what? We won the World Series in 2017. We went to the World Series three out of the last five years. We go to the ALCS five times in a row. We'll be fine. That's not my response. Anyway, in other news, Pedro Baez was DFA'd. People didn't support him. Why? What about that? Shouldn't you be in up in arms about that if you're a true fan? I don't agree with them DFAing him. He's on our team. I have to support him. No. If you're bad enough, the Astros will get rid of you. But anyway, in closing, the Astros letter comes out. Commissioners say this is when they stopped it. Nobody believes it. Yankee fans don't believe it. Dodger fans don't believe it. Commissioners lying. They're protecting the Astros. Oh, wait. He, he says, our team stopped? Okay, yeah, we, yeah, we believe that. Jake Odorizzi, owe you an apology? You pitched great, guy. You pitched amazing. Like I said, one of the top three performances of the year. Way to go, Jake. And also, don't be a fan police, folks. Don't be a member of the fan police. Don't be a fan police person, whatever you want to call it. Let people fan the way they want to fan. Let them react to losses the way they want to react. If there's someone that's super positive, let them be that way. Don't criticize the way they fan. We may do it differently, but we still love the Astros. We still support them. What I said in my tweet, yeah, I said we suck. But I don't care if we win or lose. I don't care if we're in last. I, I do care if we win or lose. Don't say that. It does affect me. But what I'm saying, I said in my tweet, we could be in first or we can be in fifth. And I'm still going to do a six-hour round-trip drive to go watch the team because I love them and I love going to the games. Them being in last place isn't going to stop me from watching the games on TV. It's not going to stop me from driving six-hour round trips to go see them. It's not going to stop me. 
Do I get upset when they're playing a game that they should win and they blow it? Of course. It should make you upset. You're you're why are you watching it if it doesn't upset you? But anyway, we fan different folks. Don't criticize people for the way they fan. I'm not a super positive person when my team loses. I get angry. And if you don't, I'm not going to criticize you. That's the way you fan. But remember, we're all on the same team. We all love the same team. And we're all brothers and sisters, folks. Be sure to send that email to Astros Baseball Podcast at gmail.com. Put the word dad somewhere in the body to win that dugout mug. They're sweet, folks. They are sweet. I have four of them. I love them. I think I'm addicted to getting them. And let me tell you this. It's a great company. They do a lot of stuff for people. They do a lot of things. They did something for me. I love them. They're a great, great, great company, and I'll always support them. And I appreciate them doing this. They don't have to give you a dugout mug for free. They don't have to do that. I asked them if they would do it, and they said yes. They don't have to do it, but they choose to do it. It's a great company. You can get custom dugout mugs. They have custom ones. Me and my wife made one for our wedding. We put Married in Vegas, our wedding day, and we put our name, and it's awesome. I love it. So anyway, that's all I have for today. appreciate you tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.